and unsurpassed penetrating and perfect dharma is rarely met with even in a hundred thousand million kalpas having it to see and listen to to remember and accept I vow to taste the truth of the Tathagata's words. Good evening. How's the sound on the computer? Very good. So I want to talk a little bit about um, Suzuki Roshi's Zazen, his description of Zazen. Um, over the years, I've heard of a couple of um, a couple of tantrums that Suzuki Roshi threw when he got really angry. That didn't happen very much. There's only a couple of them. And one of them was when uh, uh, he and his students were sitting together, maybe Sashin, and it was the, the late 60s. And one of the students said, you know, there's a war going on outside of this building not only in the streets of San Francisco, but um, in Vietnam. And uh, how is this sitting still in a quiet room helping anything? And that made Suzuki really angry. And um, I hope after his anger passed, he was able to say that um, that uh, all of the difficulties that we that um, that arise before us um, can only be skillfully faced with this body and mind of zazen. That um, that this body and mind of zazen says. I am here completely and I am enacting my vow right now to save all beings. And uh, this mind and body of the Buddha permeates all of the universe, whether we're standing standing in the protest march or whether we're sitting in the zendo and this this mind that we're cultivating here in zazen this body and mind of buddha um, is cultivated right here on the cushion and it's also cultivated uh, wherever we are in that um, 
protest march while we're writing letters to our Congress representatives or whether we're chanting the Heart Sutra together here in the Zendo. So, uh, so this is what we're doing in this cross-legged, straight-spined posture is none other than saving all beings right here, right now. Uh, I think I've told the story many times about uh, one of the first sessions I was in when the whole group of us here in Santa Cruz would, would go up a couple times a year to Jikoji. And uh, I, it, it was it was definitely during the time that I, that um, that I was just learning this posture, um, so there was a lot of discomfort. But but even then, even in those uh, those those first uh, sessions, I knew that uh, that um, that this was uh, an expression of my true body of the true nature of all the universe. And I, I, I attribute all that to, to, to Catherine and, and her, her teaching that this, this, is the, this is the practice that, ex, that is the expression of our life, that is the expression of our, our, con, our relatedness to, to life just as it is. But um, uh, she must have said something like that in the sashin. But I, so I think I've told you that at some point in the sitting, I was hearing the airplanes go over the top of the of Jikoji, and I just was thinking, what lucky people they are to 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 be permeated with all of this energy coming out of that zendo at Jikoji. Um, uh, I, I, it was just, uh, it was a very real feeling for me. And, uh, and uh, uh, this, this body and mind of Buddha really does permeate the whole universe as I am connected. I am not separate. I am with whatever is going on completely. Um, and Suzuki says this very clearly about this simple practice of cross-legged sitting. Here we are in his Zen mind, beginner's mind, right, right at the beginning in the, the second chapter called posture. Oh, yes. First chapter called posture. Now I would like to talk to you about our Zen posture. When you sit in this lotus position, your left foot is on your right thigh, your right foot is on your left thigh. When we cross our legs like this, even though we have a right leg and a left leg, they become one. The position expresses the oneness 
of duality, not two, not one. This is the most important teaching, not two, not one. Uh, each one of us is both dependent and independent. This not one, not two, this both dependent and independent uh, means that, you know, here we all are completely here, uh, curled up in this position with our legs, legs crossed and our spine straight. That's our independent nature. That's uh, that's our um, our, uh, our our particular nature, uh, but at the very same time, and 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 you heard um, you heard Jean's talk about about uh, getting in this position, and then then we kind of expand our view. We we we're aware of our peripheral vision, and. And we're immediately uh, connected to everybody in the room. We're connected to the sounds outside the room, the cars going by, um, the, the, the uh, pedestrians walking by with their radios or chatting on the phone as they go by. Uh, just expanding our view um, connects us with the, the big picture. Uh, and I think Suzuki wanted us to know that, um, that even though we're sitting quietly in this room, we're, we're nothing but the big picture. We're intimately connected with, with all of that around us. I know that um, I talk about that a lot and, and I just look for, I just look for, for other, other, other people to back me up. And uh, so this week, uh, this week, uh, I found places where Suzuki Roshi backs me up or or it's 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 kind of it came to me from uh, Suzuki down to Catherine. A few choice lectures from Reb and uh, and and now I'm uh, claiming it as my own. <laughs> but uh, this is the this is our big picture mind and body. Um even though we have a right leg and a left leg, they have become one. Each one of us is both dependent and independent. Not two, not one. This is the most important teaching. And, um, and we do this right here at the Zendo um, uh, two or three times a day. The most important thing in taking the Zazen posture is to keep your spine straight. Mm -hmm. You should not be tilted sideways, backwards or forwards. You should be sitting straight up as if you were supporting the sky with your head. Um, I think that's what I was thinking at Jokoji. I'm, I'm keeping that plane in the air. With this, uh, with this straight spine posture, or all the people in this room, it, it wasn't up just up to me. We were all keeping that plane 
flying uh, with this posture. Suzuki says it right here. Sit straight up as if you were supporting the sky with your head. This is not just form or breathing. It expresses the key point in Buddhism. It is the perfect expression of Buddha nature. If you want true understanding of Buddhism, you should practice this way. These forms are not a means of obtaining the right state of mind. To take this posture itself is the purpose of our practice. When you have this posture, you have the right state of mind. So there is no need to try to attain some special state. He's, he's saying here that um, this mind and body of Buddha is not something that is special, that we have to take a lot of practice um, to cultivate it and, uh, and think and, and have a, a particular state of mind. Amazingly, he's saying that it really has everything to do with just taking this posture. Um, I, I, I kind of love that. Um, uh, that, uh, that just putting ourselves, straightening our spine uh, uh, and, you know, we've, we've carved out a little time here to sit quietly. Now we, to do a little chanting uh, now to talk with each other. We've we've kind of carved out a little time here. Um, that's the that's the whole works. It's not um, a special state of mind. It's just taking this posture is the expression of um, of not two, not one of the whole of the whole works. So try always to keep the right posture, not only when you practice Zazen, but in all of your activities. Take the right posture when you are driving your car, when you're reading. The teaching written on paper, like when you're reading Suzuki, when you're reading Dogen, when you're reading um, the middle length sutras, the teaching which is written on paper is not the true teaching. Written teaching is a kind of food for the brain. Of course, it is necessary to take some food for the brain, but it is more important to be yourself by, by practicing the right way of life. You know, when he says taking the right posture, even when driving or reading, um, I think he's just saying, you know, pay attention to your body, pay attention to your mind, pay attention to the whole works that you're in the midst of, 
um, that's taking the right posture. The right posture is uh, is is just being aware of 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 the truth of this life, as Catherine would say. Just be aware of the truth of this life, of the radios walking in front of us, of the school children behind us, uh, of the the sound of the heater or the the um, exhaust fan that we've got going here. Um, listen to the the chanting of the people next to you and and harmonize with that chanting. The right posture is just paying attention to the whole works and realizing that um, that that your true true self is the big picture. Um, and at the same time, the true self is, is um, your posture, your breath, your complete expression of what's going on. That is why the Buddha could not accept the religion existing at his time. He studied many religions, but he was not satisfied with the practices. He could not find the answer in asceticism or in philosophies. He was not interested in some metaphysical existence, but in his own body and mind here and now. And when he found himself, he found that everything that exists has Buddha nature. That was his enlightenment. Enlightenment is not some good feeling or some particular state of mind. The state of mind that exists when you sit in the right posture is itself enlightenment. Um, just, just assume the posture. Assume the posture of I am connected completely to this, with this unique body, I'm connected completely. That was, that was Buddha's enlightenment. Um, a few of our other teachers have, have said, uh, have said similar things. Dogen, Dogen was getting there. Dogen uh, in uh, one of his first lectures when he came back from China, uh, I, I recommend Zazen for all people the Fukan Zazengi. He gives a pretty good posture instruction. Um, sit in the full lotus or the half lotus. In the full lotus position, put your right foot on your left thigh and your left foot on your right thigh, just like um, just like Do or just like Suzuki. Uh, in the half lotus, you simply press your left foot against your right thigh. You should have your robes and belt loosely bound. 
Then place your right hand on your left leg and your left palm facing upward on your right palm. So he gives a pretty good description of this posture, just like just like Suzuki. Uh, he said it. Uh, he said it right. Uh, uh, right in the heart of this lecture. Uh, so it's pretty important, and it's pretty it's pretty um, exacting. Uh, so we so we know that that, that the posture was the important thing, but he, he gives them a little hint um, towards the end. Once you have adjusted your posture, take a deep breath, inhale and exhale, rock your body left and right, and settle into a steady, immovable sitting position. Um, I've been I've been thinking about uh, about this lecture for a few days, and um, Monday Monday morning uh, here in the Zendo, I just sat down, and uh, my body felt wonderful. <laughs> I was just. Uh, I was just um, this perfectly balanced, perfectly comfortable. All I could think of was Beata talking about um, uh, th this is the posture of repose and bliss. Oh, that's in this sutra, in this uh, writing too. He says this in the Fukan Zazengi. And I said, Beata was right. Uh, this is the posture, the practice of repose and bliss, of ease and joy was the translation she used. And um, and I know I know uh, we have that feeling about this practice every so often. And and uh, and I was then uh, I was then sure I was going to give this talk on posture and zazen and um, and help uh, help reiterate some of um, Beata's points on ease and joy and um, and uh, a, a pretty good day I I got a lot done that day and then Tuesday morning I was just a squirming mess both my my body, my body was uncomfortable and my head was uncomfortable. And uh, the, the, the one thing that gave me a little hope was that I just kept saying, this can't be right. This can't, this, uh, you know, yesterday was so, was so good. What's going on? And uh, wh whenever I, whenever I said to myself, just sit, there was a little bit of ease and joy um, for, for, for a minute. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Liz might remember this. She, she was in Tassajara with me um, when when um, when Reb talked about um, you know uh, sitting in this posture, and it's it's um, sometimes so hot in this zendo, and of course it's it's hot right here in this zendo. Not tonight, but last week was was pretty hot. He said, he said, uh, you know, sometimes in this posture, you know, you, you just, you just get a little bit of sweat on your upper lip 
and the tiniest breeze comes along and you say, oh gosh, that feels good. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, so that was kind of like, a, like what it was Tuesday morning. It was, my body was so uncomfortable. My head was so uncomfortable, but I, but every time I just said to myself, just sit, Patrick, just sit. There was that little breeze on my upper lip that said, oh, this isn't so bad. And then, you know, the, the flames of discomfort would in my head and my body would, uh, would flare up again. So, uh, so, uh, the, that, but that gave me a little hope that, that when I really did say, just sit, and I calmed my body and mind just for a moment, uh, there was a little bit of ease and joy. There was a there was a tiny breeze of repose and bliss. Once you have adjusted your posture, take a deep breath, inhale and exhale. Dogen says, rock your body right and left and settle into a steady, immovable sitting position. That was when I was saying to myself, just sit, Patrick, just sit. And then he goes, he gives a little hint. Think of not thinking. How do you think of not thinking? Non-thinking. This in itself is the essential art of Zazen. This, um, how do you think of not thinking? Non-thinking. I think non-thinking is uh, is what uh, Suzuki meant by not two, not one. Uh, you can't land there. You know, what is not two, not one? He's not even saying don't land on one and a half. Uh, he's saying, uh, he's saying it's not two, it's not one. And then he goes on, Suzuki goes on to say, we're both independent and dependent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look through the prism at one, at one moment, it's two. Um, when uh, it's, it's, it's me and, uh, and then the radios outside. But uh, uh, we could take a picture of that. That, that we could uh, on, on our um, on our on our CCTV, like like in Britain, you could take a picture of me sitting in the zendo with the camera with the with the with the radio outside. It's two, um, but at the same moment, it's just me and the radio and the chanting and the candle and uh, and uh, Sarah and Michael and and uh, um, Stan and Charlie and Sandra all doing this, all, all being one together. So that's this thinking, not thinking. What is that non-thinking? I think that's uh, not two, not one. We know that, we, we, we can do that all the time. We know that to be true, but we just can't land on it uh, because it's, it's actually our true nature. It's our true nature. Um, um, uh, and certainly, Dogen is saying you can't, you can't. Um, uh, th- this isn't something you can think about um, and uh, and learn about. 
Um, uh, in fact, he says just the opposite. It's it's not thinking. It's non-thinking. It's 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 what truly is. Um, and you don't have to think about it. You just have to sit there, Patrick. You just have to sit there, Liz. You just have to sit there, Corrine and Edie and Shakti and, and um, Yarrow. It's just about being here completely, not thinking, non-thinking. This is the essential art of Zazen. And uh, if that weren't enough, uh, I, I, I just want to make sure that we know that that um, this is also what Suzuki means when he says that the Buddha found himself. Um, that that this is that this um, not two, not one is, uh, how can I say this? I, I wanna say it's, it's this, is a, this is the personal path, but I don't want that to sound like it, it, it belongs to this person or to Edie or to Stan. Um, that, uh, that Buddha um, in his six years, I think this is the point that both Suzuki and Dogen are making. In Buddha's six years on his journey when he left the palace, when he was exploring other religions, as Suzuki says, he studied many religions um, and, and didn't think the answer was in asceticism or philosophy. Um, uh, uh, it wasn't going to be out there that he was going to look. He was going to turn that light inward. He was going to sit down with his own body and take this straight-spined position. He was going to curl his legs with his right foot on his left thigh and his left foot on his right thigh with his own body uh, and his breathing, his own breath, in and out, this is where he was going to discover and he discovered Buddha nature in all things uh, by this exploration of, of his own body. And uh, in the same way that when we sit down on the cushion and then expand our view um, with peripheral vision, we find, oh, with this body in this position, I realize my interdependence, my, my complete connection. So that's what, um, what both uh, Suzuki and, um, and Dogen were saying. And then um, a few hundred years before Dogen, we find it in um, Sekito Kisen in the song of the grass roof hermitage, where he says, I've built a grass hut where there's nothing of value. And there's a person in the hut. And of course the, um, 
the grass hut um, is, is this body and mind of Buddha. Um, and this person in the hut is not only this person that, you know, for a few decades I can call Patrick, but it's also that person that's the whole works, mm -hmm. that um, that's the radio player, that's the school children, that's the, the traffic that I'm driving in. Um, it's that not two, not one person that, uh, that Sekito says uh, that uh, please be aware of, but there's a little bit of personal building that you have to do. Um, and, uh, and then, um, and then uh, uh, you will recognize that person in the hut. <laughs> if you want to really know this person in the hut, this not one, not two person, if you want to really know the big picture mind and body, if you want to know this undying person in the hut, don't separate from the skin bag here and now, mm -hmm. is how, um, how Sekito Kisan ends this poem about, about this practice of hut building that we do every morning at six and every evening at six. We're hut building and we're putting that big screen, big picture TV in there where we know the big picture in this hut that we're building. And we see that undying person in the hut that sometimes answers to the name of Patrick or Stan or Sarah, and sometimes um, uh, is uh, just 84,000 mm -hmm. names all at once. Mm -hmm. This completely dependent person and completely interdependent person in the hut. Maybe we can have a, a few uh, comments from you all about uh, hut building. And I see Sandra's hand. I don't have any comments about hut building, but um, what I wanted to comment on was very early in the lecture when you first spoke about keeping the Satsang posture in our early activities before you started talking about it as an expression of non-duality and interdependence. The first thing that popped into my mind was that to keep the uh, Satsang upright position in our activities, as in Rev. Anderson called the keeping the Bodhisattva balance is living upright. Mm -hmm. And then yeah, I think of you know Zazen as upright and still. So if we meet the world mm -hmm. with an upright position and stillness, mm -hmm. that was just the first thing that popped into my mind and I just wanted to say it. I, I think I think that's exactly it. I think that's exactly it. It doesn't uh, it doesn't mean uh, it's a posture. It doesn't mean that we curl all our legs and straighten our spine every It just means uh, that upright living, living upright. Living. Uh, living upright. Um, 
Yeah, something came to mind when you were saying that. Uh, uh, or, 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 or just, you know, paying attention. Uh, oh, oh uh, uh, um, um, Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, can you do the dishes just to do the dishes? Uh, means uh, that it's not something to um, that you rush through so that you can uh, uh, turn on the news at the right time. It means, can you just stand in front of the sink and uh, and caress every plate, every fork, every glass, and put it with both hands into the dish drainer? Um, that's that's being upright in our life. That's taking a posture. Um, that's uh, paying attention to the reality right before right before you. Thank thank you. Well, uh, I'll I'll talk about um, Thich Nhat Hanh's dishes next week. Any others? Any others? Uh, uh, please stand. Uh, I think. In sitting upright, we are basically, if we're really straight and tall, kind of like a lamb, just waiting for the cosmic energy to come down through our skull and express itself through our body in love and acceptance. Yeah, yes. But you have to be really upright in order to get the lamb. <laughs> or, 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 um, or to paraphrase, um, Edie's talk last week, uh, um, uh, cosmic energy swallows cosmic energy. Uh, uh, we're, uh, we're not only exuding cosmic energy, but, uh, but we're, we're channeling the, the cosmic energy. As a matter of fact, um, uh, we'll, get, we'll get Kokyo. To, Kokyo wrote an article in, in, the, in Bodhidharma magazine once about um about this practice is really um is really just um uh, putting out that antenna yeah. uh putting out that putting out that antenna mm -hmm. that uh, allows us uh, the senses to um to 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 respond uh, mm -hmm. that it's about uh, so a lightning rod antenna uh, <laughs> Uh, very, very, very good. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Stan. Uh, Sarah. Well, a couple of things came to mind. Um, I read the book Benjo Khan recently by the author of the book. It's interesting. To, in, in that book, he talks about, well, in a part of it, was talking about Dogen and how he, um, he had this question when he was a monk. And his question was, well, if everyone has Buddha nature, then then why do we have to do all this work? Like, what is all this sitting for? And and I remember I just, that was an interesting question. And he had to, he sat for a long time and he went to China. And he was also searching for a teacher. He couldn't find anyone who could answer his question and, and really connect with him. And when he finally found his teacher, Ru Jing, that was one of the names, or Ru Jing, right? And Dong Yo Jung was another name. Okay. Um, that one of the things that struck me was that he really connected with him because he really believed in doing a lot of zazen. 
he would sit for long periods and and so I thought that, that was another kind of a neat thing to tie in. Mm -hmm. And then that I was also thinking of the koan, the first koan in the gateless barrier where um, a monk asked Jojo, does the dog have Buddha nature or not? And Jojo said, move. Move means no. And so when we went to, uh, or we were listening to Kokia talk at the um, Gen Genzoe Sashin, he brought that up and he talked about meditating on the word no, like, no. <laughs> and I was thinking, of, would, do you think that's something that we could use and to um, help us to think non-thinking? I, I, I would say that that uh, Jojo's move is, is Dogen's non-thinking. Uh, it's just don't land there. Uh, hold it the same way that um, that we we, uh, we hold not two, not one. The same way that we hold uh, uh, Buddha nature is in is in all things. Uh, the same way that we know instinctively that those school children across the street are my life. Um, so, uh, so that, that's, uh, uh, Zhao and Dogen, uh, uh, were both practicing with Mu, non-thinking. Shakti. So, um, you know, this is just a small point that I, Sometimes when I come to sit and, you know, my mind's kind of going all over and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm here just to sit, like you said. And it, it is a sazen when I'm able to come back to that place where it is about just being and not doing, just being. And the purest sense of like, this is what it is to be in this body, in this place, in this world, in this connected, interconnected, interdependent world. Right now, just be with that experience. And, and when I can remind myself of that and let myself experience it. So, you know, Zazen is about going into that and then your mind goes and you go, oh, I went somewhere else. Let's go back to just being. Because when you start thinking of things, then it's hard to just be in that that sense of presence. Mm -hmm. And I think what, um, what I like to do then is say, okay, throughout the day, how can I bring that just being presence into what I might be doing, say I'm walking or whatever activity, but yet doing it in a way of I'm just doing this and being in my body, in the yes. world, in the interconnected world, while, you know, and that to me is what Zazen is kind of a training ground for bringing that presence into daily activity mm -hmm. yes yeah. that that 
being completely. And of course, that's that's what Thich Nhat Hanh meant about washing the dishes just to wash the dishes. Uh, I don't think um, Thich Nhat Hanh would say that's doing, that's just being uh, with the dishes completely. Um, and, and that's not a doing practice, uh, that's a being completely. Uh, that's the, the complete presence of the whole universe uh, standing in front of that sudsy sink uh, and, uh, and, and just being completely in your body when you're you know, traveling down the street. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to add too, I, I think that there is a lot of just being that you can practice when listening. So if somebody is telling you something about themselves, to be fully present for them is also part of the practice. Mm -hmm. To like completely listen and not bring yourself into it. Like not have that, oh, I'm going to tell her about this as soon as I get a chance to say something. Instead yes, yeah. be like, I'm going to just fully be present for what, this other person wants to express. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, uh, that, that, that's exactly it. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you yeah. very much. I think we'll, we'll end the evening here. Um, thank you all for, for uh, carving out this, this time to uh, express your true nature. <clears throat> And uh, may we continue this practice of not two, not one, of mu, of non-thinking, mm -hmm. of presencing completely. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are endless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's ways